0: Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I have personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free so you can see if you find it helpful. If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. All right, we're rolling. Eddie, we are, aren't we? It's a, it's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, okay, let's just jump in. Uh, so the question you picked was, should cigarettes be banned?
1: Yep. So curious your perspective as to my thoughts. Yeah, cool. Uh, thanks for having me. No, bro. First podcast. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah. So should cigarettes be banned? Um, my stance on this is no. Uh, and when I kind of interpreted this question, I think at least for me, I took a bit more of like, um, a practical like interpretation of the question. So not so much like you know in an ideal world like should we be selling cigarettes or should we not be selling cigarettes that's not really the way i thought of it the way i thought of it is more so today if we had a decision to make based on like how the world is today uh how the industry or like you know society is today like should we be banning cigarettes um and ultimately i think not um for kind of like a couple big reasons i don't know if like you want me to go into it yeah now yeah. but cool uh, first one is just like it, it's it's impractical okay like wow. I just think operationally it'd just be really really tough to do um, so what do you mean do you mind explaining yeah like the industry is incredibly incredibly large uh, there's a lot of businesses making money off of cigarettes a lot of customers dependent on cigarettes right the governments make a lot of taxes off of cigarettes right so when in a, in, a, in a way it's almost like I don't want to say too big to fail, but there's just so many dependencies and so many people like reliant on this industry that simply banning it, like in my opinion, is just pretty impractical. Like it's an operational nightmare. Okay, so there's different pieces to that. Yeah.
0: Uh, one of them was okay. So there was the tax component. Yeah. Right. So they're making government's making some money from this. The thing I would say to that is there's like healthcare costs associated, especially in Canada where we get free healthcare Uh, through taxes. Um, There's costs associated with with helping people who get sick as a result of smoking. So I I actually don't know, but I'm Mm -hmm. wondering if the tax revenue they get from cigarettes is... Is greater, equal, or less than the healthcare so- costs associated with it? Uh, so yeah, that was one thought mm-hmm. I had. And then, I agree with you on like people are dependent on this. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking, what if what if the ban is for new new smokers? Mm-hmm. So people born after let's say two thousand and one who are nineteen or under, mm-hmm. they can't buy because. They're not addicted yet, presumably, but maybe you, you keep it available for people who might already have an addiction. Yeah. And then I don't remember, you had a couple other good points as to why it's not practical. Oh, you said a lot, a big industry, a lot of mm-hmm. jobs around it. My devil's advocate to that would be there's been industries in the past, like, I hate making comparisons, mm-hmm. but slavery was mm-hmm. an industry and there was a lot of... Uh, I think actually I don't know if it's a fair comparison but yeah the point the point being is like people I guess it it would be a tough transition if it if overnight they banned it and all these people were out of jobs so maybe it has to be done in a way so that people working Mm -hmm. in this industry can transition but
1: I don't know I'll pause I'll I'll stop there you'll pause there yeah yeah I mean i think all those are very fair um like i don't know like taxes and how they work and um like what that looks like either uh but banning it for like you know like if we were to ban it do, doing kind of like a slow like a slow rollout only banning it for people who aren't addicted yet like could be a neat idea <clears throat> do you know what oh sorry you go I was just going to say, like, a a, a part of me just feels like even even that transition would just be so large that, you know, like, is it the best use of our resources today? Um, You know? Yeah. Given that the people who are, like, smoking are doing it voluntarily, um, and when we were both growing up, like, you learn from all your teachers in middle school and elementary school, like, the risks of it, so... A lot of people are making decisions fully knowing the risks. Um, like, all that being said, like, is it really the best decision today to to want to invest that much into a transition that looks like that? So I'm glad you picked this topic because I ended
0: up just, like, looking into mm. this a bit and, like, learning a lot of stuff that I had no idea about it. Um, I, I had the belief similar to you also that like people are choosing to mm-hmm. to do this but there are some stats around like most people who are smokers who are aware of the health stuff they want to quit mm-hmm. so like they might have started smoking when they were like a teen and maybe didn't have the education yeah uh i saw a stat saying also that this is a bit old this was 2015 but apparently it was like a Global Adult Tobacco Survey in China, it said that only 26% of Chinese adults believe smoking causes lung cancer, heart disease, and stroke, mm-hmm. and stroke, which I found surprising, like, around the education
1: around it. So there's definitely a problem with that.
0: Yeah. So you could, maybe maybe
1: you'd say, like, spend more money on, like, education Awareness. as opposed to banning it. Or even, um, like, I agree, like, I think a lot of people who end up smoking, you can argue that a lot of people end up smoking because they aren't old enough to to make the, the decision for themselves, you know, whether it's, like, peer pressure in middle school or high school. So that all that is very, very fair. But then if that's the case, then maybe we can even, like, put more money into, like you said, like, education or just being more strict around the penalties around underage smoking or, like, just how we regulate it overall. Right. Uh...
0: Yeah, when I was looking into it, I was surprised. Like I knew, I knew, I knew that a lot of people died from smoking, mm-hmm. but I was shocked. It's they it said eight million people each year die from smoking, and I was just doing the math because I thought it'd be like interesting to see like yeah. over the course of this podcast, <laughs> it's like it's like nine hundred people an hour, so which over is the course crazy. Of yeah. Which is crazy. You think about how much news like uh, an airplane going down mm-hmm. gets which kills like a couple hundred people yeah and this is 900 people an hour uh and then it said 1.1 billion people smoke globally Mm -hmm. which i also found surprising because i guess we're in a bubble like i look around and very few people in our office smoke uh and then what else was surprising It said it kills more people than AIDS malaria and traffic accidents. I read that too. All that combined. Yeah. Crazy.
1: (laughs) Um, I mean the the the, the crazier part about it is uh, like when I kind of look at this like the cigarette industry, like I don't really like it's an industry where like people know the risks. You're buying it voluntarily. But the same can be said about a lot of the other things that we sell. Like, they might not have, like, as much of a direct cause to deaths like cigarettes does. Um, But things like super sweet chocolate bars, uh, alcohol, like, the amount of uh, driving accidents that happen a year, I'm pretty sure the leading, like, cause is DUIs. Yeah. Um, And a lot of that could be attributed to companies pushing alcohol making it sexy, um, making it seem like something, you know, more, more of a lifestyle thing. Um, so yeah, when I also think about this question, I also think like, should we really be solely just looking at cigarettes or is this kind of like a broader, um, discussion, you know, just look, looking at like big companies that push products that are bad for you to make them, to make some money.
0: Right. Uh, my my thoughts would be comparing to like sweets mm-hmm. like chocolate bar yeah. like candy you gave an example or driving mm-hmm. or what was the, do you remember the last example you gave? Uh, alcohol. Alcohol. So I would say based on the data smoking is a lot more deadly. So like compared sure. to candy maybe it's as deadly in terms of heart disease and obesity if you're eating it every day but it's it's less addictive Mm -hmm. like probably data backs that up and then alcohol wise can cause a lot of issues in terms of health and and uh you were saying like duis and maybe car i'm curious what percentage of car accidents are caused are alcohol related probably quite a bit probably a lot but yeah to your point it's not as direct and the impact doesn't feel as severe Mm -hmm. uh where was I going to go with this? The, the question that I started thinking about a lot when I was thinking about this topic was what, what control should the government put around things in general in terms of what's illegal and what's not in terms of our well-being? Right. So it, it relates to what you're saying. Because yeah. um, some of the arguments I saw when I was looking this up was people should be able to choose what they want to do. Mm -hmm. right and you brought that up uh but we have we have restrictions on things we can do like for instance like uh well weed's now legal but aside Mm -hmm. from weed all other drugs yeah are illegal yeah and it's to protect us right because they're bad for you i think that's the reason
1: i also think there's like a flip side to it which is um your, your point is, like, how does the government choose what to make legal um, dependent on, like, you know, what, ha- like, its impacts on the human body, like, your health? There's also kind of a flip side where it's, like, how does the government choose what to make illegal because of what might happen if they make it illegal? Um, and the common example, like, at least when I was, like, doing some reading on, like, cigarettes was, like, prohibition. Like that's what a lot of people were referencing. Like, what happens once you take it away? Uh, like, the whole, like, a big reason why weed even became legal in Canada was to destroy the black market. So, you know, but what would happen, like, with cigarettes, I'm like, I don't know the stats, but, my, like, a tummy rub would tell me, you know, more people smoke cigarettes than they do weed. Um, I don't know what that looks like compared to alcohol. Uh, but if you were to take away cigarettes, like, how much money would... The government lose, and how much of that money would then be siphoned into, you know, organized crime?
0: Yeah, good point. Um,
1: so it's interesting. There's there's also that flip side, right? Like, like what do you choose to eliminate rather than what do you choose to include? Yeah, good point. That's that's a big problem because yeah, you lose
0: out on the the tax revenue which you yeah. can put towards the healthcare and the education and stuff like that, and then also regulation around standards probably go down, so you could end up with more dangerous or harmful tobacco products, right? Yeah. Like, it's less regulated. Um, the The Prohibition, I also read about that. The only st- strong argument I heard for how it's different mm-hmm. was they were saying with Prohibition people wanted to drink Yeah. versus with smoking. They're saying, like, people, most smokers actually don't, they want to quit. They're mm-hmm. addicted, but they want to quit. So they gave the example of Obama, which is interesting. I actually didn't know he was a smoker, but he was he was a smoker for oh, a while. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And he only quit fairly recently. It was like 2005 or uh-huh. something. But they were saying it took him like five years to quit from when he really wanted to. And um, yeah, like it's – that was the argument they said was a lot of smokers would actually maybe want them to ban it because yeah. it would force them to quit uh-huh. or make it a lot harder. Because you can get through the black market, but it's – that would. But by
1: that time, I just feel like. I guess we'd be talking about addicted smokers only, not like people who want to be smokers. Like, so many of my friends have tried to quit and they just become so hard that they end up just going back to it. Not to say like it's not possible, but it does seem like one of those struggles where, you know, if I was a moderate smoker of cigarettes versus if I was a moderate drinker. I could cut out alcohol out of my life way more like easily than I can with cigarettes in my life. So for sure there would still be maybe not a portion of, uh, people who like willingly want to do it, but like they literally need it. Yes. Um, some of them might go to like rehab or like what wh- whatever programs we have to like get them off cigarettes. But I still feel like a large amount of them would try to get cigarettes from black market
0: yeah it makes sense um yeah i'm just trying to think why this was never made illegal
1: but other drugs are illegal i feel like it's just because the industry's been around for so long it's so old school so but like I genuinely think it's because of like
0: practicality. So you're saying like if if when this injury if this if tobacco and cigarettes was now being discovered for the first time and we knew about the health risks, it would never it would it would start off being illegal. We would ban it. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Um I wanna I wanna it's, show it's you a, too big of a battle to fight. I wanna show you a video that I came across. Um Pretty much, I guess it was in like the '40s where they started figuring out that smoking was bad for you, mm-hmm. and then, like initially, the uh, tobacco company started like pushing back and trying to make like discredit the the information that it was bad. Mm-hmm. So this video is like an advertisement that Camel, one of the big uh, tobacco okay. companies at the time, made on like doctors
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like how doctors smoke. Pretty crazy. Here, one sec.
2: ...busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls. You'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Time out for many men of medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. And because they know what a pleasure it is to smoke a mild, good-tasting cigarette, they're particular about the brand they choose. In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked... What cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. (laughs) According to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Why not change to Camels for the next 30 days and see what a difference it makes in your smoking enjoyment. See how Camels agree with your throat. See how mild and good tasting a cigarette can be. (laughs)
0: <laughs> pretty
2: funny, eh? Uh
0: obviously
1: that's tobacco- ridiculous.
0: I was curious <laughs> Yeah, I was curious what tobacco companies what their stance is right now cuz I was trying to think how I assume you would never work for, or I, I I would never work I for would a tobacco, never work company. For tobacco company. But but then I was looking and so I was looking at what the biggest tobacco I mean, companies are. So Philip Morris is one of them. I don't know what
1: A lot of people from my um, uni program actually work for Philip Morris because I think they just came on campus to recruit. So the interesting thing is they've
0: completely, like, their their headline is delivering a smoke-free future. So I guess they're still selling cigarettes, but their whole website is about how they're going to... I guess come up with alternative products that are smoke free. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that means they're working on like e-cigarette type. Things stuff. like
1: jewel yeah, type maybe. of stuff. Yeah. But that, I mean I, that that seems to be the trend though, because um I mean I forgot I I forgot the name of the founder, but uh I was watching this random like YouTube video. And yeah. this was like a few years ago. Um and I think he was like the CEO or founder of uh Canopy Growth. Yeah. Like some he, like some, some like Toronto lawyer who just like saw an opportunity and like paired up with his friends to open up pretty much shop in the cannabis industry. And like pretty much his entire presentation, even though it was only like a few minutes long was about every single other variation of a cannabis product that you can create besides like the traditional joint, which I guess you can kind of see it like a cigarette cause you know, there's smoke, there's carcinogens. So they were talking about like weed pills, uh, you know, cannabis vapes, edibles. So maybe, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're going in a similar direction. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: The reason I think some people are still pissed off is because I saw this this chart once that was showing cigarette consumption, at least, I think it was for North America or, like, Canada and the U.S., was, wh- was coming way down over the past, mm-hmm. like, 20, 30 years. But then you see five years ago e-cigarettes like Juul just taking up all that spot Mm -hmm. so it was less so that it replaced it but if it weren't for e-cigarettes and Juul like
1: cigarettes was declining anyways right and now it's just another more people are smoking again yeah like in some type of like tobacco or nicotine yeah and it seems like it's better but then I've seen some reports
0: that it's unknown like how healthy Jewel and stuff are.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you see those reports, like the recent news articles that come out saying, like, "Oh, you have like grade sevens, grade eight smoking jewels," just because it's so easy to yeah. to get and yeah. it doesn't look too harmless. Um, and because there was like vi- I think it was like vitamin E in like the uh, the oils that caused like popcorn lungs. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- something like that. But one uh, controversial thing I actually read about for jewel was um, when they first came out. They were trying to make it seem kind of like what like alcohol companies do, more like a lifestyle brand. So a lot of their ads, like on Instagram, on social, it was all to position like using a jewel as something like very modern, very chic, very appealing, and that had like a lot of backlash. Especially when you know people started seeing a lot of like younger kids um, smoking a jewel, and these are people who didn't even smoke cigarettes. Uh, so I think since then they kind of like changed their uh, content strategy to be a bit more uh truthful uh to what the product is um but yeah it's interesting like when you ask like how do cigarette companies like position their products like today like why don't we do it um like they used to like 50 years ago like the reasons are pretty clear but i think like in certain industries in certain like parts of the world it still is a very like falsely positioned product I guess if that yeah. makes
0: sense. Yeah. the the e-cigarettes and Juul, the positioning's yeah. interesting because you're right. I used to see lot in Union Station they had a whole takeover of mm-hmm. Juul and I think it was Juul or one of those like what's the what's the other big one? Do you know? Uh, Vipe. That's the yeah, one. That's one I see all over the city. Yeah, it might have been Vipe. But they recently started getting flack saying because people are saying you're 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 supposed to be a replacement for cigarettes, but you're creating a whole new category of smokers. Mm -hmm. So I think they revised their positioning saying, no, we don't... Pretty much saying, like, we don't want you to use us unless you're actually a smoker. Yeah. Um,
1: I almost wonder if... um, Similar to, like, Jules and how, like, these companies are trying to create, like, a less dangerous alternative to smoking like why can't these big cigarette companies also do it like why can't you lower your like if it's possible like your nicotine percentage or like um, take out a bunch of the chemicals that are addicting like in cigarettes so yeah it's a good question I don't know if it's because it won't
0: I don't know if it's because people who smoke will not it won't satisfy their their craving yeah or if it's because well their their business is predicated on people buying more cigarettes so if they reduce their nicotine and it becomes less addictive then they're going to have less customers right yeah so it's all their incentive <laughs> is is messed up right like they they need people to smoke yeah. more and they need to make it addictive in order to do that in order to make money um okay going back to because i like what you where you started with like what's actually practical Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if there was a way let's say you could do some sort of test so that if you haven't if you are addicted to cigarettes you can buy them you can continue to buy them but if you're not addicted you're not allowed to buy them uh let's say let's say you could do that you could do that sort of test then does it make sense to ban it in that case for people who aren't addictive so they don't start an addiction? Or like what what would be the arguments
1: against banning it for those people? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Because it does sound like an interesting program.
0: I mean the industry would eventually die these companies would eventually die off as mm-hmm. the current smokers die off unless they come up with new product offerings. Yeah. But I think that's fine. Like, you have to innovate as a company, right? You Like, when they launched their products, when these companies launched, they didn't know that cigarettes were going to kill people. Yeah. I think what happened is they launched them, and then midway through, they, they realized they're going to kill people. But, like, I don't know. That's a tough part of capitalism. Like, you have a business. Like, the money
1: pays for Yeah. Yeah. People get to choose where they want to put their money. <clears throat> I mean, in theory, like, if that program was possible, I personally would would agree with it. Um, you know, the, like, a bunch of the nitty-gritty, like, I don't know what it would look like in this, like, scenario of, like, you know, how much time would it take? How much would it cost? Like, is this the best use of... Our country's resources like that would kind of like influence my decision too but yeah like if that was possible totally i'd be on board Uh, i i think what's also interesting is like where do you draw the line for like tobacco products because that was something else that uh kind of occurred to me like cigarettes there's kind of this like bad image behind it you know people want to get off of it but if you look at something like cigars all of a sudden, like, it, it's a very similar product, much stronger tobacco, maybe not as many, like, random chemicals as there are in cigarettes, um, but that's looked at very, very differently. Right. So, if you were you, to, you don't yeah. inhale cigars. I don't
0: know. So, you wouldn't... I don't think you would get, like, the lung, lung cancer or anything. You might get throat. But
1: surely, there must be, like, some... There must be some cancer <laughs> yeah. consequence associated with it. Like, I don't know, like, yeah. exactly, like, what the difference is, but yeah i mean like cases like that like make me wonder like what about shisha um like should we be putting regulations on that but like bringing it back to like the topic of cigarettes like is is it even possible uh to look at like who's addicted and who's not like i really don't know the answer like i feel like it'd be like a complete gray zone but if it was possible like i'd, I'd get behind a program like that um you yeah Sorry, my
0: mind was just kind of wandering around around like what the – like generally what the government should have to ban and make illegal versus like people people shouldn't – if they're educated, you're not going to want to smoke cigarettes because it's going to kill you. Right. Right? So it's like if people are informed, you don't need to make it illegal. Like – People people don't like when governments ban things and stuff because it's taking away their restrictions. And, like, as a government, I don't think you want to ban it. But, like, you want – I guess ideally what I'm trying to say is, like, you want want to educate people like we talked Mm -hmm. about. So I'm trying to think of other examples. Like, for instance, seatbelts. I can't remember when they became a requirement, Mm -hmm. a legal requirement. But you used to not have to wear seatbelts. Yeah. And once they introduced seatbelts, the amount of people who died in accidents went way down. But I'm, I'm just trying to wonder, like, could they have accomplished the same thing if they educated people? Like, for instance, if seatbelts wasn't a law today, I'd still wear a seatbelt because I know now, yeah. like, of the impact of not
1: wearing one. Yeah. So do you see where I'm going with this is, like, like at the end of the day, if they're given all the facts, it's still up to them to decide. Type of realm, or
0: yeah, like um, I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, when do you decide that you need a law versus not need a law? Like, when do you decide I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna make it illegal, but I'm gonna educate people on it? Versus
1: uh, education is not gonna work. I'm just gonna make it illegal. I feel like it's always. It sounds weird, and like I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like it's always reactive when it comes to, I guess, issues like this. Right. Like, the public will voice their opinion. If it's loud enough, it eventually makes it up to the top. If something's a crisis and it's enough of a crisis, it eventually makes it to the top. Like, I think if we're being, like, practical, like, if things are working and no one's complaining too much... I feel like 9 out of 10 times, like, organizations, people, we just let things run as they usually run. Yeah. So maybe to change a law or to make something illegal, there needs to be a, a loud enough push or a loud enough, like, outcry to do it. I mean, for Juul, it took, it took, like, kids <laughs> getting their lungs wrecked for, like, the public to see, like, this is what jewels are doing. Uh... To people's health even though all along the way everyone sort of already knew like this product isn't like we we don't know the full implications of like smoking the product it it, it took people actually getting hurt for people to actually like double take on it
0: right i keep i'm stuck now on the seatbelt example wondering why why did the government need to introduce this as a law like why couldn't people just figure it it out on its own mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't know what the rate is of like deaths from car accidents with or without seatbelts. Let's say hypothetically it's double. Okay? Yeah. So uh, if you don't wear a seatbelt, you're twice as likely to die in a car accident. Maybe the reason you need to mandate it, I'm just trying to think. Yep. Is because for the government it makes sense because in Canada, let's say currently let's say without seatbelts Fifty thousand people a year die in accidents. That's getting cut down to twenty five thousand if you introduce this law, yeah. for instance. Verse. So that makes sense for the government because you're looking at these numbers, like on aggregate. But for an individual person, like most people, most people probably don't know anyone close to them who's died in a car accident. So even if the chances are double, it doesn't feel like yeah that. Like if my chance goes f- up from like a one percent chance to two percent chance, it's like oh what whatever maybe. I don't know if I'm articulating this well, but it's like a d- double your like by not wearing your seatbelt, doubling your chances of of dying in a car accident for an individual might not seem like a big deal because it's you're starting with a very small likelihood to begin with. Right. Versus when a government looks at it, they're looking at big numbers across. 35 million people
1: right. uh so i'm not sure if i'm interpreting your point correctly but are, are you trying to say that on an individual basis if it doesn't seem like that much of an issue that there wouldn't be like a large enough i don't really voice know. to push <laughs> to push for a change like that or
0: yeah i don't really know where i was going with mm-hmm. that i was just trying to I, yeah i was trying to think through why the government felt the need to put in place a law that you have to wear a seatbelt versus yeah. just blasting to people like hey you're way safer if you wear a seatbelt."
1: and you know what maybe that's kind of like an example like i i, I completely don't know why like the reason they did it but like to my point about you know a lot of the times governments make changes on a reactive basis instead of proactive, like there needs to be a loud enough outcry. Maybe it's one of those examples uh, where the government was trying to be proactive. Like, hey, by the way, like everyone should be wearing a seatbelt because it's the safest thing to do. Um, yeah. I don't know.
0: Hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, I guess the only harm is when you when you put these laws you you take away people's freedom and people want a sense of freedom, right? Yeah. And I guess it's hard to decide I don't know, like you said, like candy. Candy kills people when you like I bet you if you look at the day if you look at the data on aggregate, like a population of a million people who eat a lot more candy than a different population of a million people who don't,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's gonna be more like Heart disease and and obesity
1: and stuff, yeah. but you wouldn't want the government to ban candy. Kind of like junk food. Like you wouldn't want the government to ban junk food. Yeah, either. that's what I mean. Fast food, right? Because people people know the risks associated with it. Yeah, they just choose to partake. Yeah, I guess it's it's different than
0: it's different than seatbelts in the sense that junk food if you have self-control you can have on occasion and it's not gonna that negatively impact your life versus with a seatbelt it's not like oh on occasion you want to splurge and not wear a seatbelt it's kind of just like a habit once you get in the habit of wearing it every time it doesn't actually make a difference yeah
1: and to that point like i was actually thinking like earlier today like when i was thinking about the topic uh today just like so I don't know e- enough about, like, cigarettes or, like, how it feels when you get addicted or, like, how easy it is to, like, kind of end up on the deep end where you're smoking like a pack a day. But kind of like what you said, uh, junk food. You know not to eat junk food every single day. Maybe you can eat it, like, a couple times a week. Maybe, like, you know, like a candy a day. That probably isn't too bad for you. Uh, same thing with alcohol. Like, a glass of wine a day probably isn't too bad for you. Um, when I apply that same thinking to cigarettes and you have people smoking multiple cigarettes a day, like sometimes even packs a day, like, is that, and I don't know how addicting cigarettes are, but at that point, is that really the issue of like the product we're selling or are people just abusing the product? Cause I can easily drink like six beers or like, like have like 10 shots a day. Cause it makes me feel good. Cause I like drinking. I could eat like McDonald's for two of my meals per day and I'm, doing it voluntarily so, it's kind of a similar thing for cigarettes with the exception that like you know it's much more of an uh, of an addictive product so it also just kind of makes me wonder like you know like how much of it is is because when a smoker first starts smoking that they get hooked on it right away and they consistently need it versus they kind of voluntarily let themselves ease into it to a point where quite honest quite honestly they might be abusing it
0: yeah, like, I don't know the science behind it, yeah. but people seem to have different, uh, some some people have more addictive, get more addicted than others. So, yeah. like, some people get addicted to caffeine, some don't. Um,
1: yeah. Some people get addicted to alcohol. Alcohol. Alcoholics.
0: Weed. Like,
1: yeah, people get addicted to, like... Yeah. Coca Cola. But yeah, but what if what if a smoker only smoked like one cigarette per day?
0: I mean I I I assume there's of people who would be considered daily smokers,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I imagine very few are smoking only one Just a day one. because it's so addictive right. that you end up it's kind of like an all or nothing type thing. I don't mm-hmm. I think it's hard to be something that you're having like one a day. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. But I think if we checked, I'm pretty sure I've seen in the past the average smoker who would be considered a smoker probably daily is smoking like a pack a day. And I don't know how many cigarettes are in
1: a pack. But maybe it's maybe probably like 30-ish. 12? Oh, 30? Holy I shit. think so, yeah.
0: <laughs> how many cigarettes in a pack? No, thir- maybe it's in
1: between what we're saying. 20. 20. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those guys are abusing it. I mean...
0: Like interesting word choice, like abusing, like they're addicted.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, they call it alcohol abuse. True. It's just funny, right? Like the the type of words you use around different different things, even though they could be very similar. Fair. I, think- I mean, on on one hand, you could say like if you've had like twenty drinks a day, you're not, you can't function. Whereas like if you had twenty cigarettes, you still can function. So I guess that's like the main the main difference. But like, can that even be seen? as a form of like abusing a product like, I don't know. Yeah. Just something I kind of thought about when I was like coming to work today.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think what else. Anything anything else you thought about earlier today that we didn't
1: that you thought maybe we'd go into related to this but we didn't? Uh like kind of like one more thing uh that we didn't talk about which i think uh at least like when i was like in school um around cigarettes was like secondhand smoke like that seems to be the actual risk of uh smoking because like you know the whole time we've been talking about um as long as we're transparent about uh the risks associated with smoking as long as people like willingly know when they purchase the product like you know what they're getting out of it what the risks are that it's okay but like the one party of like people who don't have that choice are is like everyone around right the smoker right so secondhand smoke is also an interesting thing like i don't i don't know the uh the stats around like how many people get cancer or die because of secondhand smoke versus like the actual you have it or yeah i
0: have it okay. i was i was shocked at it it was way yeah. higher than what i thought i would have guessed maybe that for every hundred uh, smoking related deaths one of them was as a result of second hand but out of the 8 million people globally that mm-hmm. die from tobacco related 1.2 million was second hand which is well over 10% which that's I, I thought was
1: crazy Yeah, that's insane not acceptable so I think I think that is a legitimate reason around like making major changes to like whatever policies we have around cigarettes and that's why it's they did, It is fairly
0: recent in mm-hmm. Canada that they, well, it depends what you consider recent, but that they banned it in restaurants and clubs and stuff like that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's like 20, 30, 30 years ago. No I idea. don't know. But in in Europe, well, yeah. I mean, in
1: Vienna, like you went on exchange to Vienna. Yeah, all the... You, I went there. Most restaurants. Every were, bar. Every bar. Every night I went to a bar with like my exchange friends. I came out smelling like cigarettes. Yeah. And that was what? Like when I was there in 2017, that was rated the number one city to live in. Crazy. That's so it's, it's it's just funny, like, when you see, like, how, how governments around the world, like, prioritize, like, what they want to change and what they don't want to change. Yeah, it's interesting. Apparently in Vienna, not secondhand smoke. <laughs>
0: yeah, which, which, to your point, is so interesting because it's considered one of the most livable cities yep. in the world. It's crazy. Um, have you heard of Bhutan? No. They're a... Uh, Actually, I should know geographically where they are, but they're like a small country. They're known for... They don't uh, measure their progress based on GDP like every other oh, country. Okay. They're I, think I know gross national happiness. Yeah, yeah. I heard of this. And they're the only country that's actually banned cigarettes. Huh. Um, so I was Like completely at it. illegal. You're allowed to import it from other countries for your own consumption... But you can't buy it in Bhutan. You're not allowed to sell it or make it. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it makes it a little bit harder. You can still get it if you're addicted or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I guess it makes it harder. Oh, and then in terms of where you can smoke it, it was, like, very restrictive. Like, here in Canada, you can still smoke on the street. So, like, we get some secondhand effect. It's probably pretty minimal since you can't smoke anywhere indoors anymore. But we must still be getting some because... 100%. If you smell cigarettes, which we do... Your second you're second smoking. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I think there, there's like almost nowhere outside you can do it. It might uh-huh. only be like on your own property or something. I'm not sure. Interesting. But yeah. Are other substances allowed there? Do you know? Or is it just cigarettes that are banned? That's a good question. Because... Yeah. Some of the... Like, some of the research seems to be showing that it's actually counterintuitive and that if you make drugs illegal, like, the amount of consumption can actually go down and and people can be healthier. Like, I don't know if you know, Portugal made all
1: drugs legal. Really? Yeah. That's funny because... Uh... When I was in Lisbon on exchange three years ago, there was a bunch of Coke dealers near my Airbnb, so... (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's I didn't know there was a legal way to get that. Oh, no. Not that I do it. Sorry. (laughs) For the record. (laughs) I don't know. I
0: don't know. No, I don't think you can buy it from, like, a government shop. Like, I don't think there's, like, an LCBO for Yeah, or, like, a
1: dispensary, yeah.
0: No, I think it's just, like, you are allowed to consume it. I think what they're trying to do is that like if you are addicted to it they don't want you to go to jail they want to help you like rehabilitate oh. i don't i don't know enough about it actually to yeah. comment on it that's a pretty neat yeah system but i think there's some evidence to show that decriminalizing yeah sorry it's not making it legal there's a difference between decriminalizing and making it legal i think okay uh, i think the difference is Legal might be you're able to sell, like, the way you can buy weed here versus decriminalize. You can't actually buy it, but if you get it through illegal means or whatever, you you don't get in trouble for having it or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. This was a, this was a
1: cool talk. Cool. Cool talk, man. Yeah. Thanks. Anything? Any uh, burning questions or burning emotions? I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to... I think. mean, I, w- I want to know your position on, on the question because I don't think... I think, you you know, you kind of, like, been a sounding board, but, yeah. What do you think? Should cigarettes be banned?
0: I I try. Like, all the questions I have on the list are ones that I generally don't have a strong position on. Mm -hmm. But I think I came on a bit more leaning on the side of, like, let's find a way to ban this. Mm -hmm. And I think you you sort of swayed me a little bit more towards it's not practical. Mm Mm-hmm. To, to ban it but maybe maybe there's there's something more that could be done from an education perspective or something I don't know and I'm still I'm still wondering if, if there's a way to do it so that you you find a way to really avoid new smokers like I get that for existing so for, for people who currently smoke you want you want to give them the resources and alternatives like the patches and stuff you mm-hmm. want to develop new tech that's healthy that just curbs their addiction Mm -hmm. and then find a way to educate young people so that they just don't ever try it because like i've tried smoking and that was stupid like thinking thinking back like i i don't know like my dad always like warned me he 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 smoked for like 20 years
1: mine did too i don't know about 20 but he smoked a lot
0: yeah um and he smoked like a pack a day and (laughs) it was really hard for him to stop so he always warned me, like, never try a single cigarette. You can get hooked. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're a kid. You're stupid. You, know, you still try it. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, I never got addicted. Right. But, like, I have friends who are addicted and it's shitty. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Hope Thanks. You're, I hope your first podcast,
1: Professional facilitator. I hope your first podcast. <laughs> Certified moderator. <laughs>
0: Hope your first podcast experience was, was good. No, this was
1: great. Super chill. I loved it. All right. Peace.
0: Thanks again for tuning in Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.